This episode of Squeeze Shortcuts is presented by Urban U. They're a fellow Aussie startup who's all about making it easy to organise to have your house cleaned. You simply head to their website, choose a time and date that suits you for your clean, and their easy booking platform will give you an upfront price and confirm your service then and there. It really is super convenient. A link to their website, urbanu.com.au, is in your episode notes, and they're also offering Squeeze's $30 off the first clean. Just use the code SHORTCUTS30 at checkout. Now, your shortcut to America, Turkey, and the Syrian Kurds. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut's being informed. This shortcut will give you the context to what is going on in northeastern Syria. It's a big news topic with the Turkish military launching a major cross-border operation against Kurdish-led fighters in that region. This off the back of the US announcing the removal of troops from the area. In this episode, we'll get you across why America is in Syria in the first place, who the Kurds are, their relationship with Turkey, and how all involved have responded to the US withdrawal. Squish Shortcuts is your shortcut to more than the headlines. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Before we get to Turkey, let's understand the context when it comes to Syria. First of all, Syria is in the midst of a civil war. What started out as a civilian uprising against the president of Syria, Bashar al-Assad, in 2011, has now turned into a full-scale civil war. Aid agencies, Claire, say almost 400,000 people have died and the conflict has devastated cities and seen many flee seeking refuge in other countries. That's right. And the US and other coalition forces have only really been involved in that via airstrikes in 2017 and 2018 after Assad launched chemical attacks against his own people. Uh, Also, there were a couple of instances when pro-Assad forces breached agreed safety zones there. It's in part due to this civil war that IS, Islamic State, was able to flourish in Syria. And it's the efforts to combat the rise of IS that saw America and its coalition partners, as you said, including Australia, get involved in this fight. That's right. So to go back to the start of that, in late 2014, US airstrikes commenced against Islamic State. And then in early 2015, the first American ground troops entered Syria. Initially, there was only 50 US troops, but that grew to an official total of about 2,000. Americans worked then to recruit, organise and advise thousands of Syrian Kurdish and Arab fighters. They're called the Syrian Democratic Forces, the SDF. And over the next four years, they managed to push Islamic State out of most of its strongholds in Syria, which was an incredible effort. That then takes us to late 2018, when Donald Trump declared IS had basically been defeated and foreshadowed plans for the removal of US troops from Syria, a plan that he's now followed through on, despite the concerns of his advisers and his supporters. So with that background, let's zero in on what this means for the Kurds. The Kurds are the world's largest ethnic minority group with an estimated 25 to 30 million Kurds living mainly in a region that stretches across parts of Turkey, Iraq, Iran, Syria and Armenia. The Kurds have never really had the opportunity to form a nation of their own, but the concept of a Kurdish homeland known as Kurdistan has part of its territory in northeast Syria, and that's the part that we're talking about now. So how did the Kurds come to be allies of the US in the fight against Islamic State? 
that is the crux of the question. Yeah. So the YPG is the Kurds Armed Forces in that part of Syria that they occupy, which is in that northeast corner. They've been around since 2004, but they really sprung into action when relations with the Assad government broke down in 2011 when that civil war started. So when Islamic State took territory in the northeast of Syria in 2014, that YPG force was already at the front line and it's been one of Islamic State's major opponents since then. So it was a ready-built force really for the US to work with. So to bring Turkey into all of this, just across the border, about half of the Kurdish population lives in Turkey, approximately 15 million people. They make up roughly 20% of the Turkish population. In Turkey, there's an organisation called the Kurdistan Workers' Party, the PKK, which has fought for Kurdish autonomy in Turkey for three decades. That's right. And Turkey's leaders have long pushed back against any form of Kurdish nationalism, which has played out in that fight to quash the PKK. So to wrap this together, given Turkey considers the YPG, that's the Kurdish army on the Syrian side of the border, to be just as much of an enemy as those Kurds they are already fighting with in their own nation. And given the US has abandoned their ally, the YPG, this leaves the Syrian Kurds very vulnerable to Turkey. Let's have a look at how that's playing out. Let's begin here by giving the background to Donald Trump's initial decision to leave northeastern Syria. First of all, it was one of his election commitments to extract America from what he considered unnecessary conflicts around the world. He announced his intention to withdraw from Syria, as we said, at the end of 2018, and despite continued criticism, is not backing down from this. What's his continued justification? So you're right. He says that these are entanglements, really, that the US shouldn't be involved in in an ongoing sort of way. He also says that Islamic State has been defeated in that region, so it's a good time for them to come home, that there's no real need for them to continue to be a force there to keep things straight between Turkey and these Kurdish forces. Also, he says that really there's a whole bunch of things that they need to be cracking on and focused on at home. So if IS is defeated, what's the main concern of his critics? The main concern there really is that they could be resurgent and that's an issue that we're starting to see now that Turkey has started an offence into that area where the Kurdish fighters are saying that they can't continue to keep those prisoners really where they need to be, which is detained, even though Turkey has said that they're going to take on that burden, which is another reason why Donald Trump says that it's perfectly fine to get out of there. There's certainly issues that we're going to see raised with those Islamic State fighters perhaps coming forward and being even more and more prominent. And obviously a lot of concern about the well-being of the Kurds in the area. Of course, and about 11,000 of them died in those US operations against Islamic State with the US. That's an argument really for America to continue to be there to protect them. They've been good allies of the US and the argument really is there that the thousands of civilians who could be killed in this Turkish action really should be protected and deserve better from America. So with America out of the way, let's look at what Turkey is trying to achieve by entering northeastern Syria. Since the announcement of the withdrawal made in early October by US President Donald Trump, as we've mentioned, Turkey has already launched attacks on northern Syria. What's their main goal? 
there's two things really that Turkey wants to do. They want to drive the Kurds away from their border. As we've talked about before, Turkey considers them really to be terrorists, so they want them away from their border. And they also want to create what they call a buffer zone in northern Syria, and that would be an area that they could use to resettle around 2 million Syrian refugees who have come across that border into Turkey during the civil war. And we've mentioned that Turkey has already launched attacks on northern Syria, so this has already begun. I guess one of the many lingering questions then is, what's the status of the US and Turkey's relationship? And this is the really interesting one and why it's been so tricky. America and Turkey are allies via their joint membership of NATO, which is the North Atlantic Treaty Organisation. They've worked together for a really long time. And of course, Turkey's at the forefront of a really tricky region. So it's an important alliance that America wants to sustain. They've also got a long history of pushing back against Russia together. So things have changed in recent years, of course, Turkish President Erdogan, US President Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin from Russia are are very different cats to what have been uh, in power in the past. Mm. So there's an alliance there. And and again, for tricky and messy diplomacy, it's, it's a very difficult one. Finally, Australia has been part of the fight against IS in Syria. What's our Prime Minister had to say? Yeah, it's an interesting one too. Of course, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is very close to US President Donald Trump. We've seen that play out. What Scott Morrison has done is not so much directly criticise the actions of Donald Trump, but express concern for Turkey going over that border into Syria and for all the upset that it can cause in what is a very tricky region. And that's your shortcut to Turkey, America and the Kurds. Now to our recommendations. For my part, the New York Times podcast, The Daily, did an excellent episode on 8th of October. It's called, Is the US Betraying Its Kurdish Allies? It'll just further help you understand the politics of all of this. I found a really good article online from the Smithsonian. It's got a really good bit of background into Kurdish heritage and their traditions. And look, they really like lentils, but I won't hold that against them. Oh, okay. Oh, I like lentils. Yeah, they're all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's about as light as that one gets. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts. All of these shortcuts are also up on our website in written format. So if you need another go at it, they're all up there. If you're new to the Squeeze, we also have a daily news podcast, The Squeeze Today, which in around eight minutes will get you across the day's headline that drops at 6am each weekday morning and also a daily email if reading is your thing. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have a suggestion on Squeeze Shortcuts, email us at hello at thesqueeze.com.au. Until next time.